Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Good morning. Okay. Uh, just want to thank you all for this opportunity as we share our uh, mission trip to Curacao and Bone Air. And I learned, by the way, that that's at least, I think that's how you're supposed to say Curacao is actually Curacao. Uh, I asked the, the folks down there and, and I got different answers uh, from, from people, you know. So I'm not sure if they were messing with the American or not, but, but I, I paid attention to enough people saying Curacao. So I think that's how it's to be pronounced. Um, our missionaries who are down there are Carlos and Denise Brunk. Uh, they've been up here and they've been able to visit with us. And I would like to encourage you, if you ever have a chance to sit and talk with them, please do so. Uh, the fire and passion that those two have for uh, their field and working down there is just amazing. And in a little while, we're going to, what the format for today, so that you're aware, is I'm going to be calling each of the students up and I'm going to interview them. I've given them uh, a series of questions. I gave them 15 questions that they were to expect. That they were to expect. Don't worry, that's no trick there. Um, I told them, I will ask you these four questions, and I want you to pick four questions that you would like for me to ask you, too. So they're going to be reporting on eight different questions, and I'll be interviewing them as we go through that. Um, I want to, before we get started, too, I just want to say that, you know, this is, these are our missionaries, but our trip did have a mascot, um, and I want to show you a picture of our mascot. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, I've never been in a place that had signs up all around that were talked about um, dengue fever, malaria, and there was one more, Zika virus, all up all around us. And um, we, the places that we stayed had no screens, and they were very warm, so you had to open the windows all the time. So uh, anyway, let me uh, open us in prayer, and then we will start with our interviews. Father God, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you for an opportunity to come together as a family and hear about our extended family down uh, so close to the equator um, who are serving and loving and worshiping today, uh, who are just, just incredible people. And we're so thankful for the opportunity that we had to meet with them and to join them in their their work for the gospel. And I just pray, Lord, that this entire time that we are together this morning will be glorifying and honoring you. Uh, I pray your hand of patience and peace and calm upon the students as they share. Um, give them, give them uh, bold voices and uh, help them to, to remember that they are with family. And so thank you for that. We praise you, Lord, and thank you for all these things in your son's name. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask Katie Stellwagen to come up, and she's going to share. Uh, we're just going to make this as informal as possible, so go ahead and grab a seat over there. There's a microphone right behind you. And Is it on? It should be. Let's find out. Okay. Oh, yes, it's on. All right. So, And we also want to make sure I was just – sorry. No. See? We're, we're nervous up here. I just wanted to also make sure that you all understand that, you know, I might have to go get the microphone up or, or whatever like that because we want to make sure that everybody can hear you. And so the questions that Katie had that uh, I asked 
of Katie was tell us what was your what was your favorite part about the host countries that we went to go visit? How warm it was. It was and like you could just see God's beauty and what He really you could really see what He created out there and down there and stuff. It was just really incredibly beautiful and especially with the waters and how clear they were. You're not, they're not, oh, by the way, this is a warning. I'll have follow-up questions to the questions that weren't on the questions. Just, just so you know. <laughs> what did you notice about the people? How excited they were for God. Absolutely excited for God. And, and, and just the people in the community just seemed excited to be alive Mm-hmm. They seem blessed. Like, yeah. They took every day as a blessing. Took every day as a blessing. That's, that's great. Tell me about the team that you worked with. They were very eccentric. We, were <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, um, but we got work done. We worked really well together overall. <laughs> I'm curious what you mean eccentric. Um. Excitable, like we were just like interesting. Well, we were coming from different areas for one thing. Yeah. Let's see, we had people pe- from Colorado, Pennsylvania, Chicago, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and obviously Michigan, but mm-hmm. and then Washington, which the shoreline group actually dominated for one for one specific area. There were six of us, while there were like one or two from all the other <laughs> churches. And when you bring different cultures together from around even our country and how we've got different opinions on how things should go. Boy, was that interesting for us to come together as a culture to form a new culture and then go into another culture. This was, this was pretty fantastic. I thought, so tell me about some of the people down you met on the trip. Um, I found them to be very kind hearted. They were warm, welcoming. They wanted you to be there. They were excited to see you. They just, they wanted your help. They just always were talking to us and wanting us to help them and to talk to you and get to know you and everything. And one thing that really stood out to me was how open they were about my kiwi allergy. That's right. (laughs) Kiwi is huge down there. Yeah. Almost more often than not, kiwi was served as a drink. And there was this one specific kiwi lime drink, oh, which so good. I never got to experience because I did not want to die in another country. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and it was just like any time that drink was being served or whatever, I would have to tell them why I wasn't able to drink it. And then immediately somebody would come up to me with like up to five different drink, other drink options that don't include kiwi. And them, and so they would make me choose between them. It was hard, but and, it was awesome. And that's she's she's brought a cultural thing. It was really important because kiwi lime seemed to be the the main go to, the, the the one that everybody had at every place. And they would bring it, and when she would say no, thank you, and you'd see the look on the faces of our hosts. It's like, and we start we we talk about, did we just insult our hosts? <laughs> right? We've got to think about how we're engaging with our culture. And so there was, you heard a lot, you heard that a lot from me, right? When we were down there, we got to be thinking about how we're engaging with our hosts. So what did you learn about yourself on this short-term mission? Um, I learned more about my desire to teach 
and stuff. Like, because for the last about, I think, year or so, I've wanted to be a teacher, and I've realized that that's what God wants me to do with my life. And so that was just something that he really showed me through working in, with the kids and in, in the children's ministry down there and everything, and potentially even teaching in another country even. So I've got uh, some slides that we're going to show, like a running slideshow at the, at the end uh, after we're dismissed, and you can watch, see, check those out as they're up there. Um, you'll see pictures of Katie. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, she, you'll see pictures of Katie. Oh, she no. stepped in. We did an after, like a, a community center work with a lot of different children, and one of the one of the skits that uh, we did and we presented was the. We'll talk about that. Um, so one of the other groups that I wasn't a part of initially, they were doing a the story of creation in seven days, and so each student had like their section that they were reading for day one and all the way through day seven. Mm-hmm. And, and and we realized that this, these were kids, and we needed to kind of spice it up a little bit instead of yeah. just reading to them. So, so some so people said that we need somebody to play God, and so I stepped in to help with that. And so through each day day, I would enact some in some way of what they were talking about. So like. When they, we would talk about the darkness, I would kind of go like this. Tick show is dark here. And then the light and stars, I would just kind of pay, try to paint a picture for the kids to see and stuff. And so. And it was excellent. And when she went like the birds of the birds of the sky and the, and the beasts of the field, and she'd be doing the different things and <laughs> jumping around. And, and you and you would. She just did it. She 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 just sucked all the kids right into the story. It was really Incredible! I was so proud of you because you could tell you were nervous. <laughs> you were, you could tell, but you... More often I did it, I got better at it, I feel like, because I kind of got to know the story and how it went. Okay, good. So uh, what did you learn about the people, the church, and the Christian community in the area where you served? Um, that their faith is guaranteed stronger than any American Christian. Like, they trust God in every single thing that they do. They want, they just try to see God in every single thing that they do, and that's just how they do, that's just how it works. And one song that was in both of the churches that we were at, it was God is Awesome. And, like, that's truly, that song sub summarizes everything that they lived for, because they lived for God. I have to support Katie on what she just said. The the difference of watching how, well, um, in, in our house we call it Jesus speak. The Lord was in every conversation that these folks had. Uh, you, we'd ask them, what's the plan for tomorrow? And it would be, well, Lord willing. Uh, or if we, you know, every everything. And it's just, it was so obvious that it permeated them their entire life it was just so inspirational and mm-hmm. and a little convicting yeah <laughs> you know? um tell us a little bit more about the different ministries you participated in um so we in Kirthau we built a shed and I kind of was part of the team in the beginning helping with the starting of building that shed and then I jumped around a lot 
because it would get overcrowded in one area, and I'd see that, so I'd be like, okay, I need to go do something else so that we're, because you just don't work well when there's five people just standing there not doing anything. Yeah. And, and like <laughs> us, that church is situated in a community. And what they wanted to do, what they asked us to participate with and not do, I want to make sure that we stress that. They didn't ask us to do it. They asked us to come alongside of them and partner with them to, to, to beautify their grounds, make it more accessible for make it more accessible for people to be able to step into the building and, and be there. And uh, boy, we did a lot of cleanup of everything. Yeah, right? we cleaned a lot of different things and cleaning in their youth group mm-hmm. for their. They have a diff, they had a different building mm-hmm. for their youth ministries and stuff for their teams, and so we would we helped repaint that area and build a stage in there to help make it more open, and so yeah, it was and, really cool. And what she just mentioned is pretty exciting because the work that was done was to help start, help get the one church strong. They then planted a second church in Curacao from the first church. Both churches still work hand-in-hand, work together very well, but they're planting another church, and they're working from those churches to plant the ones in Bonaire. So our missionaries are accomplishing exactly what mission work is reduplication and training of the nationals to continue to do the work themselves. I think that was fantastic that you mentioned, you noticed that. Uh, how might your faith be different if you had grown up where you were serving as opposed to here in this community? Um, I feel like I would not have doubted God as much and felt like he wasn't there and stuff. I've felt I've doubted that God is there and I didn't want to think that he was there in some points and so I feel like if I grew up where they were and having their faith and their their strength in their faith it would be I would not feel like God isn't there with me when he always is there I appreciate your bravery in answering that and honestly and and really sharing with us I think that's fantastic and it speaks a lot to what a community does and how a community can strengthen the faith of, well, the community working together. I think that's really great insight, Katie. Thank you. All right, so lastly, what have you learned about your own Christian calling? Um, so while we were, it was the last school, I think, that we did a our ministry in for that, for Bonaire, I, there was this little girl there that I saw, and she was, partially deaf. She was deaf in her right ear. And for those of you who don't know, I'm deaf in my right ear. (laughs) And so it was just kind of a cool experience because she noticed that. And so she kind of hung out with me a little bit more. She always chose to sit next to me and everything. And so it was just really cool. And that kind of convicted me to start doing more research and to potentially teaching in for for students that are deaf and stuff, because I feel like I could possibly impact, make more of an impact in that way. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you sharing. Why don't you give her a short hand? Okay, Jack, come on up. Okay, Jack. If the train is traveling north from... No. Tell, you tell us a little bit about the team that you worked with. Man, it was it was a fantastic experience. Uh, the team that we worked with, they were so involved in what was going on, and everybody seemed to just love 
all the kids there, and I mean, it was just a great team altogether. It, period. I mean, <laughs> it was it was really good. People loved it there, and uh, we all got along really well, which was really surprising because we came from different parts of the country, uh, and we formed a pretty good bond over two weeks. I, I totally agree because you know when when um, so the first place the first place that we stayed in, right? When we first got there, to, and, and what, describe describe our living arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um. <laughs> well, it, he just said, "Is that the bungalow?" Yeah, it was called the bungalow. That sounds romantic, doesn't it? Uh, that bungalow was really interesting. It was <laughs> the ceiling kind of looked like it was put together with like different just sheet just different parts of sheet metal and um and a, and a thatch on top and yeah yeah there was thatch on top and, and uh and plenty sleeping. of animals living in the thatch yes <laughs> yes uh, we actually saw quite a few frogs on the yeah. on the bungalow itself uh get to the good one yeah the the sleeping quarters that was that was interesting the good animal get to the good animal which one the one we found in the sink Oh, the scorpion. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was really actually pretty crowded in there, but I had the best roommates. It was we got along super well. It was PK, Nathaniel, I and Philip. Uh it, it, we got along really well. Really surprising. I hardly heard any complaining at all, which was definitely a high point for me. Uh, yeah, because we had all of our luggage, all of our stuff, everything that we brought with us, the ministry things, and we're about this close to each other with squadrons of mosquitoes flying through. through and, and we just, and we just, we just did it. We just got it done. It was yeah. There were a lot of challenges, and we just overcame them. So to, um, what surprised you about the culture? What really surprised me was how happy everyone was. They, to us, or to me, they looked like they did not have very much, which was definitely an experience. It was eye-opening. And to go over there, it's like a portal once you hop on the plane. To come from this place where we have luscious green trees everywhere and it's beautiful fall and this kind of stuff and then to go over there where it's just dry kind of <laughs> the humidity if there was such thing as like 500 percent humidity that would be it um but it, it was it was yeah it was pretty much like a portal you mm-hmm. hop on the plane you go there and it was a totally different world it would be as if i walked through the door and ended up on the moon it was really really different Everybody there, though, they were, they seemed so happy. They didn't, it almost seemed like they didn't want anything else. It showed me how spoiled I am. And every, me too. I'm pretty sure that just about every single sentence that they said ended up with praise God, hallelujah, something that having to do with praising the Lord. It was incredible. Yeah, amen. And I, I'm watching the clock. We're going to be here till three. So 
uh, I, I'm going to omit a couple questions for everybody just so that you're aware. Um, but let, tell us, Jack, um, a little bit about the work projects or per, a little bit about what you did while you were down there. And I'm putting some pictures up. You can see them here. Yeah, we did. We painted the inside. Of, we painted the entire inside of a church. It was, thank goodness, it was not something like this. That would have been really hard to do. But um, it was, it was kind of interesting. The the shed was a lot of work. It seemed as if uh, it was like in IKEA instructions. So <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was a group dynamics project. Like you know, it was beautiful. Oh, it was great. It's like in IKEA instructions. So it was really hard to put together that we thought. Uh, it was supposed to be like a three-hour project. It ended up being a two-day project. Yeah, the instruction said, well, you can accomplish this in three hours. And it was like, not a chance. And then you also had an opportunity to share your testimony at yeah, church. Did. Yeah, a couple, keep, a couple people came up to me afterwards, and they said, your, your testimony really touched me. I'm like, thank you. That, that means a lot. And man, I forgot what else they said, but it was... It was really nice to know that I actually made an impact there and to know that I'm actually welcome there. I mean, I go to some places and I'm like, I don't really feel like I belong here, but we are so far away from them. They don't know who you are and you step into that place and they make you feel like you are the most important person in that room. It's really incredible. Yeah, their hospitality was amazing. Uh, thank you, Jack. I'm going to call Hunter up next. This was a, a very common sight for most of us. Um, at times, there were multiple. Uh, what were those? They were little lizards. Little little lizards. That's the technical term for them right there. One, yes, the little lizards. I think at one point I had 13 of them on my hat. Yeah, they were riding him and as he was doing his they work. They stayed on for quite a while, too. Um, so what was your favorite part of the host country? And, by the way, you've got those pictures that you can advance to if you want to. Um, especially in um, the people we weren't interacting with, like the people who were around, they were just so nice. They just, like, like people in trucks that would pass by, they'd yell at you and say hi. Like, you didn't know who they were. They'd pass by and be like, hey! And you were like, hi! It was... Why do you think why do you think they singled us out? Because we're different. Yeah. And they singled us out because we're different and they loved us. They were they were welcoming us, inviting us. Yeah. It was it was crazy. <laughs> People everywhere would just were so nice. It's not like here at all. <laughs> No, not not like you. Oh, what just happened? Oh, I unplugged me. That's what happened. It's over there. Oh, it's over there. I unplugged it. Got it. You keep talking. Well, the story I wanted to tell was, um, I didn't expect to tell this, but um, at the beginning of this, you showed the mosquitoes, and I made a bad mistake when we were in, <laughs> when we were in Bonaire. I decided it would be a good idea to sleep outside 
in a hammock with no mosquito uh, spray. Um, and how'd that work out for you? <laughs> I was uncomfortable for the next few days, let's just say that. I had mosquito bites all up and down my arms and um, my shoulders and my chest and back. They were just covered. And it, yeah, it was not, it did not feel it, it, it wasn't exactly that we had a shortage of bug spray. It's that we had to apply it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a, you weren't, he wasn't making a foolish and we weren't, it was, it was just that bad. I thought you had chicken box the next morning. You just were covered. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the ministries. And, or, and you ha- again, you have some pictures if you want to go through and tell us. Where am I? Yes. You didn't have Number to. seven. Number seven. Some of the ministries we did. Um, we did a lot of people ministries. That's the most memorable ministries we did. It was a lot of um, going out and talking to kids and um, helping them out with all sorts of things. It was lots of like daycare looking things, like mm-hmm. what we do here. Like an after school center, yeah. except that when school is not in session, they still have these open so that moms and dads can drop off. It's like daycare. It was really heartwarming to see the kids interacting with us, even though they had no idea who we were. Like um, when we would sit down, some of the little kids would like sit on our laps. Like they had no idea who we were, but they'd sit on our laps just because we were there. And we'd talk to them and show them who God was, and it was really, it was really touching. Um, what have you learned about your own Christian calling? I learned that before the trip, I wasn't as close to God as I thought I was. I, um, I thought I was pretty close, but I learned that um, I, there was places I needed to go, hmm. so, things I needed to see. And get closer to God with. So this trip was a little bit transformative for you. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. In in watching watching you during the trip, watching you after the trip, I would agree it was transformative for you. Thank you. Do you want to blast us through a couple of pictures and tell them just what they were? This was the um I think that was the youth group, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, this was the youth group there. One of the uh, that was the one we helped build the build the stage yeah, and we do built all, the stage all that. for yep. them. And that was awesome. That's all of us together there. We led worship and we sang the songs, and they were so gracious and they were smiling and laughing as we were singing leading the worship. Wrong words. And we learned that we were singing the wrong words. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. Um, this was the church we built the uh, the shed for. Mm-hmm. This was the Sunday morning service that we went to, and there's the shed as we were building it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the youth room that we built them for. This was the circle thing we went around and talked about ourselves. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this youth room is it's it's the church, it's the youth room, and it's the next door uh, old uh, restaurant uh, dining room. So it shares they share the building with a restaurant that's... Uh, it's really kind of interesting to see. Hard to describe. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the people I had a conversation with for a while. We sat down at dinner and talked for like three hours. 
That's was, not an exaggeration. Uh, yeah, no, I'm serious. We were there forever. But it was nice. It was nice. Um, she still talks to me today on Snapchat. Um, it was interesting to see how she had grown up differently in school than how we had. Um, we talked a lot about how, um, like, geography of geography of the states and where things were. And um, by the end, she actually knew a lot more than what I expected her to know. No. Um, I was with Miss Louder, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the uh, different states and the map. And yeah, it was it was weird to know that she learned so quickly. And uh, yeah, excellent. Okay, I'm going to ask Nathaniel to come on up. Thank you, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Best dressed guy in the whole trip, right there. <laughs> okay, Nathaniel, what was your favorite part of the host country? So my favorite part was probably just seeing the beauty of God's creation and somewhere I'd never been before, and it was just amazing. that The island and going swimming and seeing all that and then going around the island with and then giving us a tour, and that was really cool. What did you learn about yourself on this trip? I learned a lot that I kind of, I don't really like speaking in front of people. <laughs> it's something I'm not very good at, and it should I should go out of my comfort zone more often and do this kind of thing. Okay, I agree with you on one part of that, and I don't agree with you on another. I was amazed when I saw you step in and share the gospel with the kids. Because, as, you, as I know, he's not a man of many words. He's a man of very deep words. When, if you ever have a chance to talk with Nathaniel, you will learn a lot from him. You are a wise young man, and I appreciate what you share what I saw on that trip, however, was a new Nathaniel. And I, I was like, like, and, and we were all talking, can, look at him. And he was like, and he's sharing the gospel with the kids, and you're doing this. And I'm like, whoa, wait till Rita Zershmead gets a hold of him. Okay. <laughs> that was a shameless plug. Uh, he's all yours, Rita. Okay. But you were just amazing, and I, I just, I, that's something I learned about you. I think you should be stretched, because you were incredible. Um, what did you learn about the people, and the church, and the Christian community in the area where you were serving? I learned that, like everyone else has said, but they had so much joy for the Lord. It was amazing that just something you don't see here, it, just amazing. What was something? Can you can you remember something from uh, one of the worship services that really stood out? That was just like wow when we saw that happen in the worship service. I wasn't in. Oh, that's right. Was he was helping with the kids. Sunday school. That's right. Sorry. Way to toss you that one, huh? 
they handed out flags and, and little banners and the, and, the, and the children were up front. So the children all came up in front of everybody and they were here and they're, and they're waving the flags and they were dancing and the music was, you know, the worship music was so joyful. Um, they, you could hear it from the other room. Was... I, I bet you could. <laughs> uh, they, they, they put their whole body into the worship. They just, it was amazing. Um, um, as a follower of Christ, uh, what did you learn that can help you be more devoted as a disciple? I learned that I should take the opportunities God gives me to do that kind of thing and just go out of my comfort zone and do that and because I just haven't been comfortable with it so I haven't done it in the past and when I did on the trip it was I really liked it so each and every one of the students excelled in a completely different way and I, and I want to make that clear. As I'm praising Nathaniel, I want to make sure that you don't think that I'm lifting him above anybody else. You rocked stepping out of your comfort zone. You stepped out of your comfort zone beyond, way past anything I dreamed of doing down there. And I was so impressed with the way that anytime something came up, whether they asked for volunteers or whether they were Don Tenhove and, and their other leaders were assigned you something, no complaining, no arguing, just stepped right in and did it with everything in you. I just was blown away by what I saw, and I'm really thankful for for just your testimony, your witness to the rest of us on that trip. It was fantastic, and I'm really thankful for that. I'm going to let you off the hook if you want. Step down. Okay, Molly. Hi. I'm going to let you, because you've got a series of pictures that you might want to share. So would you like to go ahead and just stay, or do you want me to ask you questions? Um, questions. Okay. So tell me about the team that you worked with. Okay. Okay. The team that I worked with, um, it was really great. Like said before, we were all from different places, so we had a lot of different experiences, and so it was very challenging. Um, we were with each other a lot. There was never a time on the trip we were alone, especially the girls. The girls weren't allowed alone. So we got irritated with each other. Because it's a cultural <laughs> because thing, right? Because it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to, like, share everything. And that includes, like, bathrooms. Like, you were not alone, ever. Um, but it was a really great experience because I learned how to deal with being with someone all the time. And when I got home, it was weird when I wasn't with someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about give us something about some of the people that you met? Okay, the people that I met, they were amazing. Um, everyone there, like previously said, was so joyful. Um, God was in every conversation. And all the kids would teach me how to dance. We'd all sing together. It was, it was just really great. Like, I was just full of joy the whole time. What about the cultures of Curacao and Bonaire? Tell us something that surprised you about those. 
Okay, no one mentioned this yet, but when cars would drive by, honking was like a good thing. Like if someone honked at you, that's like a compliment, right? We went to this person's house. None of us knew him, but Denise knew the person. So we go to this person's house and honk like 12 times to wish them a happy birthday. That was like a good thing to do. Here, if you get honked out, you like run or you honk back. Like it's not a nice thing. Speaking of happy birthday, what's a typical happy birthday song like at a church service? Uh, a typical happy birthday song. Down there. What's it like down there when they sing happy birthday? Do you remember that? Oh, we sing the like... Well, they mentioned God in the song, which is just not here. And well, it lasted like almost seven minutes. Oh yeah, didn't it? I'm not. It we're not kidding. Over and over. They again. sing Happy Birthday over and over, and they have the person up front, and then they dance with the person, and the person up front's supposed to be dancing with you, and everybody's clapping. It goes for like seven minutes. Happy Birthday, and I was like, wow. And then it was like the next week, there's another Happy Birthday. It's like. <laughs> And the church services, no one mentioned this either. They're like four hours long. Mm -hmm. So like today, I don't even feel like bad about going over. Like, (laughs) guys, this is nothing. I'm so glad I saved you to last. No. (laughs) Okay, so what was difficult? Okay, difficult. The being with people constantly. That was definitely hard because you didn't have time, like, especially being on a trip that, you experience God so much. You want time to be alone, to, like, talk to God, but you never got that time. So we had to learn how to almost, like, have our relationship with God, like, share it with other people. And that was really conflicting, too, because we saw some people had a way greater relationship with God than our own. And so we had to really, like, open up and... I think what that spoke to, I, I expect, I experienced that myself. And what that spoke to me about was the folks down there are in community in their relationship with God. And think about us Americans. We're individualistic. And so we have our personal relationship with Christ. And I understand I'm, I'm taking a theological statement there, but I'm, I'm putting it in an applicational sense. I have my personal relationship with God. Down there, they had the community relationship, and they elevated and lifted each other up as they celebrated God. It was just a very different different experience for us. Nothing else that was difficult? Nobody's mentioned oh, the one big difficult that I... Like the mosquito? Okay, first of all, I'm allergic to mosquito bites. My foot swelled. I couldn't even fit in my shoes. One bite. Just one bite. One bite. One bite. Yep. One bite. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. yes they did and it was really warm we'd be working and like dripping in sweat we'd eat at the weirdest times okay we'd have lunch at like 12 and then eat dinner at like 11 30 okay yeah the culture but we'd show up for dinner at eight o'clock and the meal would be ready at sometime between 10 and 11 11. yeah and that's the culture but we drink like a ton of the good kiwi drinks oh, that were man, mentioned yeah. before, so we were like loaded However, with sugar. However, the one thing, somebody's got to mention the one difficult thing. Oh, <laughs> so the bathrooms. <laughs> um, okay, well, we had different bathrooms. We had one, we couldn't flush anything. That's the rule. Nothing gets flushed in the toilets. Nothing gets flushed in the toilets. So, um, so meaning toilet paper. So the bathroom smelled horrible, <laughs> as you would imagine. And um, 
the other big problem with the bathrooms were when we were in our Bonaire place, we had, so the girls had the two bathrooms upstairs, and the guys had a bathroom down, downstairs, but there were a ton of us girls, and girls take a long time in yeah, the bathroom, they do. okay? For- our shower would overflow to where our toilet was, right? And our toilet would flush, like, maybe half the time. So sometimes it would overflow as well. It was just, yeah. Then you'd have to re-shower, you know, (laughs) because. But you'd do it again, right? Yeah, I'd do it again. Um, What did you learn about the people, the church, the Christian community in the area where you served? Um, The people. Oh, this I also wanted to mention. So, like, music here, nothing against our music here. I love our music. Don't get me wrong. But music here, we sing about, like, the most joyful things in the most monotone way. Like, we'll sing, like, joy to the world, like we're at a funeral. And there, they sing about, like, all the sins that, like, and, like, problems they're going through and, like, hardships. And they'll sing it like they're at a fair. Like, the music is just so upbeat. They have, like, EDM Christian music. Like, they have it all. And the worship services were so different because everyone would just be like, bopping out. And here, we're just like, <laughs> sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. It was like every day was Easter. Okay, next. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and talk to that? Okay, so this was um, our team. And... Uh, this was, this took a while. We had to use a ladder to get up here. This was me stepping out of my comfort zone right here. Um, but this was a church we worked at. Um, this is a church we built the shed, we painted, we broke cement, which no one mentioned. That took the longest. Um, and built, built a fence. And we just, we grew so close to everyone there, like everyone was like, oh, you can stay, come back whenever you want, and, like, live with me, like, mm-hmm. after church every Sunday. Like, everyone was just yeah, so and, welcoming. And when I saw that building, I said, you know, I'm, like, thinking like a youth pastor, oh, the that is the best place for hide-and-go-seek, but they'd never let us up there. Can you imagine if we went up there, we'd get in trouble, <laughs> and the senior pastor comes out a little while later, and he says, hey, we're going to get the ladder, get a picture, get up in there. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, and the colors there, everything was so colorful and beautiful. And it it just, it, like, it reflected everyone's moods. Like, everyone was just always, always stoked and always, like, ready to share their testimony. Like, what was that woman's house we went to? Oh, I want to talk about that. Okay, sorry, I won't say anything. It was PK. Um, Yeah, just... The friendships, I love this picture, <laughs> the friendships we made there and all the relationships. It, I am not harming that child. That I just want to make sure I, I saw that picture dancing. that you picked and I'm like. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was like everyone became family so quick and it was it was a great experience. Like, I really hope I can do it again. The culture is just so different and it, it teaches you like. Like Jack said, how lucky we are and, like, how we have so much. And I feel like where we are, we always want more. And there, they never want anything. Like, they are so happy with so little. And it was really inspiring. Thank you, Molly.
I'm going to switch microphones just so I can have the one without the wire. And I want to wrap us up real quick here. And I also would like to just give you a couple observations that I made on the trip. Um, I, I already said that everybody on, that, on the team excelled in different ways. And uh, I really can't state that enough. Um, it was so fantastic to watch each and every one of them uh, go and do. I had to tell Jack Ward to go take a break because you're working too hard and too long. Go get some water. And he's like, but we've got to get this done. And and he was noticing that some of the other the nationals, they weren't taking a break. And I'm like, actually, Jack, they've taken three. Go take a break. So I had to help have him be doing that. Watching Hunter just like, oh, I can't get near that. Watching Hunter step in and, and, and really dive into the friendships with the, the, the Excite team and then how the Excite team would step in to make friendships and connections with the national kids. Um, it was outstanding. Watching Katie uh, just, she wants to go into early childhood or childhood education, huh? Well, she should. Because just the way she she took to the kids and the way the kids took to her, it was fantastic to see. And Molly has got a real sensitivity to people and culture, and where to, when when stepping in to a place that may hurt or or offend someone, she's really sensitive to that. And she was just I, and so I I'd, I'd speak to her at times and say. How did we do here? And she started to talk about this one situation. I learned something very different or very new about the culture down there. Um, as, as has been mentioned, when we go out, when we go to dinner, you get there at eight o'clock, and we're famished. We've been working all day. Um, yeah, that was our one. That was one of our leisure days. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, preach for the youth group. Now, I was told, "Here's what you need to do. This is what we want you to do." and you know, here, here is your topic, here's all of that. And then about 20 minutes beforehand, it went out the window because they said, actually, would you mind preaching on something completely different? And I said, I'll do whatever you'd like. And they said, well, this is what we'd like for you to do. And I figured out at the end of the trip, this was early in the trip, I figured out at the end of the trip what they were asking me to do was step into their culture. They didn't want me to be an American preaching to them. They wanted me to step, they invited me into their culture. And they wanted me to share my testimony. So I did. Um, we had the opportunities at the, at, the, at the centers. That was so huge. Um, you may not have noticed, but I'm kind of a big white guy. And we were around a lot of little kids that are not white. And they took to us and they just, they were like captivated by us. And they wanted to jump in with us and everything. I was encouraged as I watched the team build and work with them. And we had to be flexible because, honestly, every day changed. We were told we were going to be at this one center, and then we would pack up our stuff and get ready to go and find out that no one had told anybody that it was closed. And so we're moving to another one, and we're going to have to take totally different equipment. So we had to change all the time. And Carlos and Denise said to us, this is what we experience here. Welcome to our ministry. The food was fantastic. It was incredible, and there was lots of it. And I've learned that the food is plays a bigger role than just dietary or nutrition. We'd get there at 8 o'clock. This is where I wanted to go. We'd get there at 8 o'clock, famished, sitting in a circle, drinking incredible kiwi 
lime and all sorts of different fruit that I've never had before. That was just amazing. And the woman who put this meal on for us that night, she was obviously not of, uh, of high financial means. And to feed a large group like that really made an impact on her financially. And it was a great spread. And, she, and, and so there was all the food. We were ready to eat. And, and she came out and she said, uh, she shared her testimony. And then she said, someone else seemed to be offended. She seemed to be kind of upset with us. And so some of us shared. And I talked with the pastors later. And I learned that's a worship service. We were at her church, her house. She was sharing a meal. And it got me thinking about what, was the, what, were, the, what were the meals like, the New Testament meals, where they would come together and they would share about how good God is and how he's moved in, in our lives over a meal. And, and they were lived, this was their service. This was their, their, like their worship service. At the end of the worship services, there was food. There was lots of food and more of those phenomenal fruit drinks. And then they'd even give you to-go boxes. I'm not kidding. It was amazing. They wanted us to learn their culture. They were inviting us in to be a part of what they're doing. That's not snow, that's salt. And there are salt mines down there. They take the not in the ground, they take the seawater and they collect the salt. And when we were asked by uh, our hosts, would you like to go tour the salt mines? We, we didn't really want to. And, and, and it was at that point that we all kind of looked at each other and the leaders, we all talked. We said, we're going to offend our hosts if we don't go. He really wants to take us to go see these salt mines. And so when we went there, we learned the history of these salt mines. That's a slave hut. This is their history. This is their story. Um, apparently, eight to ten slaves would live in those huts while they did the work of the salt mines. Um, so you get an idea of how big the door is. My shoulders wouldn't fit through the doorway. I had to turn this way to get in the door, and the door was about that high. So I had to crawl to, to get in. You had to really crawl in. It was... Maybe as long as these five seats and about this wide and eight to ten slaves lived in there and called that home for the month or two that they. And these huts were all over the, that part of the island. And it was really important for Carlos to have us experience that. For us to understand this is our history. This is our culture. This is who we are. And this is why we have joy. We come from hardship and we have joy. And that got me thinking about me. I don't come from the hardship that I saw. Where's my joy? Where's ours? So I'm going to switch over the computer stuff, have the praise band come, or the we call the praise band upstairs. Come on up and lead us in our last song. I'm going to then, uh, Pastor Jim, we have something, what's going to happen, Pastor Jim is going to close us in prayer, and then I will switch back, and I'll have some slideshow going up here. While you're getting in place really quick, there's so much to talk about, and I'm, I'm not going to. 
Um, we, we participated in an outreach for a volleyball tournament that uh, did amazing things for the church in Curacao and I'm sorry, in Bonaire. And they were so thankful that the news, news crews came. They wa- and, and so we made <coughs> national news. And they interviewed Hunter and uh, one of the young ladies on our team. They were on national news. And then over here on the, by the table, by the, where the monitor, you'll see um, those are from the newspaper. We made national paper. Um, but, we were, but we made such an impact on the news crew. And what the kids shared with the news crew that... The news crew, the ladies, the two ladies, the camera lady and the uh, reporter, asked if, uh, Denise if they could get together and have lunch. And Denise led him to the Lord. There was a lot. Of, there's, there's not enough time. We could go for a month with these special reports, and I'm not going to. So I'm going to. Are we set? Would you please stand with us? Okay. Pastor Jim, you're coming up to pray. I just want to also say quickly, uh, the question has been asked to me several times uh, over the course of almost 20 years of youth ministry. Why do a youth mission trip? Why not just collect the money and donate it to the mission field? And I would say because it's transforming lives of these teens, and they're never going to forget this experience, and they're going to understand that they're part of a global family of Christ, they're going to have their, their personal walk transformed, and, and you can't pay enough money for that, to make that happen. I am very thankful for all of the hands that made this possible, for the parents who worked so hard, and for all of you who um, enjoyed a cookie for two bucks or more, in some cases, thank you for how you've supported us and these kids, and thank you for continuing to do that. Uh, in the future, as I'm sure will happen. I mentioned in June, thanks, Jim. I mentioned in June, I always bring him up here just to support me. Um, <laughs> I mentioned in June at the, at the uh, grad service uh, in my sermon that grace and peace are the two words that Paul uses in every one of his epistles, that grace and peace can only be understood when we experience the Trinity. And I asked us all, does, do people, when they encounter you, experience grace and peace? I got to tell you, the folks down in Bonaire and Curacao know God, and they are on fire to share him on their islands and make a change. And we experienced grace and peace through those folks, and it was transformative and life-changing for, for all of us. How many of you have been on a short-term mission trip? And some either medical, you know, missions, okay. And I think the one thing that all of us that have been on mission trips would, would echo what you said today Every time I've talked to people, in our experience too, the, the first thing they say is the people had so much joy. And they were always in situations where they had a lot less than we do. And maybe that says something to us. Maybe this week we ought to uh, unclutter a little bit, unplug, and take some time and have some joy in our lives. So thank you for coming today. And just one note, uh, we could use some help after the service if... Eight or ten of you would just uh, be willing to help us. We're going to clear out the chairs, not that section, but these two sections to set it up for the reception for after the memorial service today. 
but I don't want to do it until people leave. I don't want to knock anybody down. That has happened before, okay? And so if, if some of you wouldn't mind just kind of hanging out for a little bit, we have a short elder board meeting down the hallway across from the nursery, very short meeting. We'll come back from that. I'll come back and give some instructions. So if some of you could help, that would be great. We appreciate that. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the joy you have placed in our hearts. And, Lord, may we join our hands with our brothers and sisters around the world. And may we lift up that joy. Our joy is not on what we have. Our joy is not on the things that we have, even though they can be used for your glory. Our joy is found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we be open to sharing that good news this week. Thank you for this presentation. Thank you for each person that's come today. Thank you for each person that helped uh, raise the funds to send these young people and Kevin on this trip. Uh, It was well worth it, and we give you the praise and honor. In Christ's name, we all pray together. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming. Join us next week for Missions Conference beginning Saturday night for dinner and men's breakfast.